while your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. tonight. I'm Marcus. 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program. Uh, but tonight we're actually starting off the show with a candidate in the Ward 3 special election. We've been having all the candidates on. I've reached out to every candidate that has um, declared in this special election. Papers are due tomorrow. Uh, and uh, Chris will be back on Wednesday, by the way, but I'm joined now by Kathy Daner, candidate for Ward 3 City Council. Kathy, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. Um, sorry, one more time. I'm you, great. How are you? Okay, good. Just wanted to make sure I think the mic was off by accident. So, Kathy, uh, a lot of people know who you are because you were previously a city councilor. Uh, you've been in the city for a long time. Um but for the people who don't know you, um, just tell us briefly who you are and why you've decided to run for Ward 3 City Council. Well, I'm a lifelong resident of New Bedford, um, and I was a city councilor from 2007 to 12. Um, there are a lot of issues in Ward 3 right now that I feel really need to be addressed. And it has to be someone that really understands the city, someone that knows the city, knows what our needs are. So we're speaking with Kathy Daner. She's a candidate in the special election for Ward 3 City Council. Um, so, Kathy, uh, I talked to you a little bit about this during, uh, just d before we got on air, but you were a Ward 3 City Councilor. You ran in a special, uh, you ran in a special election some time ago. Um, you served two terms. Uh, the voters at a certain point went decided to go into a different decided to go to a, uh, in a different path uh, in Ward Three. So, what is different now? Why should voters come back to you in this race? Well, I have experience with being a city councilor, and to be quite honest, um, that was a tough time for me. I mean, yeah. I hate to throw personal stuff out there, sure. but I was going through a divorce. Yeah, uh, I was closing my real estate office. We were selling buildings that I really not necessarily wanted to let go of. So at the end of my term, it, it was it was a tough time for me. But you feel like now that with everything uh, you have uh, going on, that you are uh, in a position to represent the ward and represent it dutifully as you had before and you tended, uh, intended to uh, when you had ran for re-election. 100%. So we're speaking with Kathy Danner. She is a candidate in the Ward 3 City Council special election. She also was a Ward 3 uh, City Councilor previously. So Kathy, uh, you obviously have institutional knowledge having been on the council for a few terms. Um, what are some of the uh, 
other professional qualifications that you bring to the race? I've been a real estate broker for 32 years, so I definitely understand home values and um, also being a business owner. I own Java Jungle. I owned um, Center Street Realty. I know the needs of business people as well. So one of the main issues, aside from public safety, which of course is always number one in a city. Of course. Our taxes are crazy. Yeah. So... What's the solution for that? In my opinion, we got to bring more businesses in. And I, I stood on that platform back when I was a counselor. That's how you get more revenue into the city. That's how you take the burden off the homeowners. So, Kathy, um, to that end, uh, I think maybe the biggest issue uh, in this race specific to the ward is going to be the advanced manufacturing campus uh, off of uh, Hathaway Road, where the golf course is. Um how do you think your uh, experience, uh, your professional experience and your uh, experience uh, as a city councilor uh, can help you be a steward, not just for the businesses, but for the people in those neighborhoods who have concerns? Well, there's concerns, of course, with traffic. I live right around the corner from there on Rockdale Avenue, right off of Hathaway Road. Um, so I have different ideas of that. But as far as the business aspect of it, um, I want to find out what we're doing to really promote that. Mm -hmm. No one has put bids in. No one's really, I think there's lack of interest or something, but there's a reason. We have to market our city. We have to really let people know what we have here, what what's available for businesses and what we can do to help them succeed. So you um, talked to me a little bit about this off the air, but you were a steward for small businesses when you were on the Ward 3, uh, when you were Ward 3 City Council. Um, what are some of the more marketable um, aspects of New Bedford that you would pitch uh, to people who might want to bid on the advanced manufacturing campus or people that might want to set up a business in Ward 3 or elsewhere? Well, one thing I'd like, I really want to avoid is just a lot of people will say, give them tax breaks. We can't. I mean, to some degree, it's more, it's marketing though. It comes down to marketing and promoting the city that's going to attract people and bring them into this. You know, we have to, who are we reaching out to? Who are we talking to, to come into the city? And that's, that's my first question that I'd like answered. Go ahead. No, go okay. Ahead. All right. So uh, we're speaking with Kathy Danner. She's a candidate in uh, the Ward 3 City Council special election. She was a Ward 3 City Councilor uh, previously as well. So, um, so Kathy, you uh, you talked uh, a little bit about, uh, we talked a little bit about this. I think you've um, said this publicly. You have deep roots in the cities, uh, in do. the city. Um, can you tell us a little bit about, um, you know, how rooted you are in the city? Some of what your, you know, uh, your, you and your family's foothold uh, in Ward 3 and in the city. Okay. So back in 1978, my parents purchased four acres of land on Rockdale Avenue. It had a farmhouse and a little cottage. That's where my children were born. That's where I live now. And we have developed the back end of the land. Sure. We had a road put in. It's Audrey Rose Lane. It was just accepted into the city. That's my mom's name. Wow. So we named it after she passed away in 1984. Um, so my two daughters have already built on the land. It's just New Bedford is our home. I was a New Bedford whaler. My children were whalers. My grandchildren are now in the New Bedford system. So every aspect of the city matters to me. School systems, public safety, taxes, of course. Nobody likes 
what we're facing with that right now. Well, so um, yeah, New Bedford has uh, notoriously high uh, property taxes. The tax burden on people who live in the city is uh, extraordinarily high, especially con- uh, compared to surrounding communities. I, I you know, I, I uh, as a homeowner in Fairhaven, I, you know, my property taxes uh, were significantly lower than than uh, than New Bedford's for, uh, I think, similar properties. Um, how do you think? Uh, how do you how do you think the city what do you think the city should do to alleviate uh, the tax burden on residents aside from bringing in businesses like i said we have a lot of city-owned property that's in disrepair that's vacant i think we have to do whatever we can to sell them to developers like take get some of that off of our out of our pockets i guess i'd say sure and bring some more investors in so um there are the, I mean, Hathaway Road obviously is probably the longest stretch of area in Ward 3. You live off of Rockdale Ave, which um, my understanding is the half of Rockdale Ave, like, so if you're on Route 6, the half towards the park is, I think, 5. The other half is Ward 3, right, going uh, going over to the high school. But there's an area, of the Hicks-Logan area in Ward 3 that uh, I had Mayor Mitchell on. He said it was the most distressed area uh, most distressed neighborhood in the city. I know that they've worked uh, to get some, they're working on getting some development over there, but what do you think the Hicks-Logan area needs um, in order to, uh, you know, because there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of promise. Uh, it's waterfront, you know, it's waterfront property and all of that. What do you think the Hicks-Logan area needs for, uh, to, uh, to be better developed? Well, I'm told there's a boat builder coming in. That's the first step. And a lot of times once one business comes into the area, it ends up attracting other businesses. I know there was a point, um, and although I'm I'm running for Ward 3, every area of New Bedford matters. Of course. So there were plans for um, where Market Basket is. Yeah. They're talking about putting kayaks, putting, you know, different things like that. Sure. We have to really address our waterfront. It, it's prime location, and it is distressed. I get it. There, you know, there's a lot of issues, um, a lot of cleanup problems that they've already happened we're cleaning up as much as I'm sure we can, but it's a big step to get one business in there. Like I said, it's going to attract more. So we're speaking with Kathy Daner. She's a candidate in the special election uh, for Ward Three City Council. So you talked about, you know, you're going to be if you get a if you were sent, get sent back to the council, you're going to be one uh, of 11 uh, members, uh, 11 person legislative body that votes not just on Ward Three but the entire city. Which is why I think everybody in the city and elsewhere should be paying attention to this race and getting involved if they uh, behind a certain candidate if they if they uh, if they want um, to see positive growth in the in the city. So, um, what what are some of you know? There's going to be a 450 million dollar budget that you're going to vote uh, vote on. Um, when you were on the council, were there any areas that you saw as areas that needed to maybe be cut? And were there any other were there any areas? that needed to be, you know, allocated with a greater amount of funds and, uh, you know, yeah, basically that's it. Well, I can say off the top that we have to address our streets. Mm-hmm. It's It's gone. A lot of our streets are in such disrepair. Yeah. And these are roads that we drive on every single day. It affects people every single day. Um, there needs to be more money allocated for that. Yeah, I think uh, DPI, um, DPI, I think DPI plays a critical role in city councilors, uh, 
really city council's ability to get votes and all of that stuff, uh, because a lot of it is quote unquote pothole issues and probably need a bit, uh, better allocation in their budget. You mentioned public safety a couple times. Um, what strikes you as some public safety ish, uh, areas that need to be addressed? Areas in the city? Yeah, and Ward 3 in the city in general. Um, I think, I don't think I can name one area that's more important than another. Um, well, just generally public safety. What what do you think needs to be done to improve public safety in New Bedford? I like the idea of cameras. I know we have some in certain areas. Yeah. Um, I think that's huge. Um, greater surveillance. Yeah, no, greater surveillance across the city is important. I know the Housing Authority has uh, camera, like a, a lot of their areas covered with cameras, but you're saying there needs to be, you know, sort of increased surveillance capacity throughout the city, essentially. Correct. So um, we're speaking with Kathy Daner. Uh, she's a candidate for uh, Ward 3, uh, Ward 3 City Council. She previously served uh, on the city, uh, on the city council. So there's going to be a recreational pot shop that's going to, um, uh, going to be opened in Ward 3. Uh, that's been an ongoing issue. I remember that was an issue in the special election six years ago, but it's finally coming to fruition. Are you supportive of, uh, a marijuana dispensary being, uh, established in the ward? Um, uh, are you, would you support further, uh, marijuana dispensaries being established in the ward? What are some concerns that you may have, if any? I do have concerns with that. I can't say that I am in support of that. Okay. I mean, as much as I say I love business and I want to bring business in, um, that's not something that I'm... Why don't you support a marijuana dispensary? We have a huge drug issue in the city. Okay. And I know people will say that marijuana is not the gateway drug for other drugs. And I agree. I understand that. Um but I personally know some families dealing with addicts, addiction in their family. And I know some that will say, well, we'll just smoke pot and it's fine. And I, I just, I disagree. I just, I have an issue with that and I don't mind standing on that. So um, the opioid epidemic is huge uh it's an issue not just in ward three but across the city and really any gateway city or town in the in the uh, uh in the commonwealth and in the country it's one of the country's major issues what do you think can be done to curb the opioid uh, epidemic in new bedford that's a tough one i don't think that's just in new bedford you mean just in our city um higher punishment for drug dealers um, that's a tough one. So you, uh, you're advocating for, for stricter sentencing or, or crackdowns for, um, uh, on the MBPD for, uh, for drug dealers, essentially. Absolutely. So what are some of the other issues that you think are important in the ward? Uh, and how do you want to address them? I know number one is, um, constituent services talking okay. with them that it's people just want to be heard whether problems can be fixed or anything can be done they just they want their issues to be heard and that's something i promise this time is should i get elected that that will matter to me and so um what do you think uh you bring to this race that would make you uh, a better steward for constituent services than the other candidates in the field Understanding all the needs of the city, being one of the residents. I'm not a polished politician. 
I've been in the in this city 66 years. I hate saying that yeah. age, but um, I know the city. I know the issues. I know um, things that can be changed, things that can't. But there's always a way to figure out at least some type of solution to any issue that they have. And I want to be their voice because I, I'm one of them. I'm a resident of New Bedford. So, Kathy, um, you talked about a bit about public safety, some of the issues um, that you see and how uh, you think they, they can and should be addressed. Uh, one of uh, an issue with public safety, but really uh, for city workers more broadly, and it's something that um, would be your predecessor if you got sent to the council again, was Hugh Dunn. One of the things he worked on was um, getting uh, a a home rule petition sent to Beacon Hill for Sergeant Mike Cassidy uh, to get his family um, uh, line of duty death benefits after he died uh, of COVID. Now, there was some um, pushback from the mayor's office because uh, of a precedent it might set, um, but ultimately they came to an agreement and they sent a petition to, uh, to Beacon Hill. Now, it's just for Sergeant Cassidy. If this issue were to come up again, were would you be supportive of giving line of duty death benefits to uh, first responders who died in the line of, or city workers in general who died uh, of COVID? I would have to say yes, because they're putting their lives on the line for us. They were out there when other people wouldn't go out, you know, handling things that we couldn't handle. And I do want to add, just because I'm really proud of this, my future daughter-in-law is a firefighter. She oh, just cool. became, what, yep, she was just in the the last group of, of um Whatever class they just right, to get sure. him in. Right, sure. Yeah, 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 sure. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, so that's pretty cool. So, obviously, you'd have a, a I mean, a, you have a personal investment in this issue. So, you'd want to make sure that it's not just, it'd be a protection for your family as well, right? So, uh, we're speaking with Kathy Daner. She is uh, a candidate for Ward 3 City Council. Another issue um, is that. Uh, there's, uh, you know, an ongoing struggle between the mayor and uh, public, um, you know, the public sector employees and the unions, uh, the firefighters and, and police in particular, uh, that um, they are, you know, have a difficulty hashing a contract out, uh, getting benefits and all of that. The mayor had proposed uh, implementing an area, uh, implementing a section of state law that had said basically that you can't. Um, that it said basically that, uh, you know, they would, it would, go, uh, they, their dispute would go to arbitration and the city council has rejected that, uh, a few times saying it takes away the collective bargaining rights, um, for, it takes away the collective bargaining rights for public officials. Um, where do you stand on that particular issue? Would you vote in favor of enacting that area of state law or would you vote against it? I definitely support the, the unions, um, like I said, we're talking about our, whether it's police, firefighters, um, first responders, right. anything. What would we have without them? Like we, you know, they're very important. They are, they're the heart of of our city. So you talked about uh, you're a whaler, um, generations uh, before and after you uh, and your family were whalers. Uh, is there anything in public education that you think needs to be addressed that you want to address as a city council? I know the school committee handles a lot of those issues, but you also vote on their budget. So is there anything uh, as far as education you think uh, that you would uh, you would support to improve the education system in New Bedford? Right. Well, first, I want just want to clarify it. 
Not on a whaling ship. (laughs) New Bedford High School whalers. Yeah, sure. I don't want them to think I'm that old. (laughs) Fair Um, enough. As far as... Now I lost track of your question. I'm sorry. With my silly joke. But anyways... um, Supporting education. What would you... uh, Is there anything in particular that you want to put forward that would improve the education system in New Bedford? I think that we have to address the the drug issue let them i'm not sure how i want to word this but educate our children more to the life issues that are going on around them help them to understand part of life is is it's learning every aspect of it yeah. you know the the good the bad um and it's funny because i i've often said that we'll every part of school is important but we'll learn trigonometry or we'll learn science or we'll learn they need to learn life also. I, I wish somehow we could get that into the school system to, if that make, am I making sense? Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> I want them to understand all of the issues that come with life, not just. So like the students being more well-rounded beyond yes. just the, the, the core academic rigors, having a better understanding of what it's like in the real world and how to um, sort of uh, survive and flourish in the real world. Correct. Talk about the op- opioid issue. Talk about um, public safety. Talk about whether it's just being a good neighbor or supporting your city or getting involved in community. They have to learn that. So we're speaking with Kathy Daner. She is uh, running for Ward 3 City Council. She sat on the council uh, previously. Kathy, um, I appreciate you coming on. We're running out of time here. Before I let you go, is there anything else that you want to leave um, the, the voters of Ward 3 with? I'd like the voters to know that our city matters to me. It really does. I, I've said it already. I don't mean to repeat myself, but every aspect of the city matters. I would like nothing more than to be your voice. I want to hear your issues, your problems, because your problems are my problems. And I would really appreciate your vote and know that I will, I'll be your voice. So Kathy Danner, candidate for Ward 3 City Council. Kathy, thank you uh, uh, for coming on and look forward to talking with you more as this uh, election uh, carries forward. Thank you. Listen to us live. And Marcus, 508-996-0500 is how you can join me. Uh, open phone lines, remainder of the program. Uh, Kathy, um, uh, former counselor Kathy Daner, was our um, was our one guest for the evening tonight. Um, we've got some good stuff prepared for you for the rest of the week. Uh, but um, I do want to talk about for the time being, and, and by the way, uh, I got a chance to talk to Kathy uh, off the air a little bit, obviously on the air. You heard our conversation on the air. Kathy strikes me as a very um, nice and genuine uh, person who I think brings interesting uh, institutional knowledge and private sector experience uh, to the race. I think it's a great field of candidates. I have uh, reached out to everybody. I've had a few few candidates on. Uh, I wrote a profile on Robert, and I'm writing profiles on each of them. I wrote a profile on uh, uh, Jake Ventura already. I wrote one on Robert Cabral. That might be out. That might be out now. I'm not sure. If it's not out now, it'll probably be out sometime tomorrow. And I uh, wrote a profile on a, yep, it is out today. You can check it out on WBSM.com. And 
uh, I'll have a profile on Mr. Uh, on Bob Bromley tomorrow, uh, who was on the same night as Cabral, and then I'll have a profile on Daner, uh, Kathy Daner, either Wednesday or Thursday, depends, you know, on getting that stuff out and all of that uh, does take a little bit of work. So, um, so five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. You know, I want to, I do want to talk about. So Jack uh, Spillane's got a column in New Bedford Light, and he talked a little bit about it with Tim today. And um, I enjoyed the column. I think Jack makes some pretty interesting points in that column. And by the way, 508-996-0500 is how you can get in the program. The conversation today I thought was interesting. Um, you know, I think s- people are talking about uh, the carpetbagger issue. Uh, you know, for me, I don't know. if it's It's something that seems like an attractive issue to, I mean, it's, it's something worth covering, right? Is the residency requirements and all of that, the residency and who's moving where and all of that. It's, you know, I just, I'm not sure if it's an effective, I'm not sure if it's an effective, uh, campaigning like a tactic to say such and such is a carpet bagger. I think electoral history has shown that carpet baggers do fairly well. Uh, even if they are actually carpetbaggers, I mean, it could just be um, that certain residents, even if they're close, if they move in closer uh, to an election, are actual residents or want to be residents and want to be a part of the community and want, uh, you know, see an opportunity to lead that community, want to do that. I'm not sure. I mean, I guess the voters will decide, but 508 996 is how you can get on. Good evening. Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? Good, good. Uh, just uh, Ward Three. What part of the city is that again? So Ward Three is um, Cogsell Street, basically. Yeah. Uh, some of the surrounding neighborhoods, like the beginning of a, the very beginning of a Cushion Ave and Ashley Boulevard. Um, okay. Wamsutta Mills, where Hugh Dunn lived. Uh, Wamsutta Mills, that neighborhood, the Hicks Logan area, Sawyer Street uh, is Ward Three, and then it goes, uh, you know, up. Uh, across uh, basically all of Mount Pleasant Street and um, or at least most of Mount Pleasant Street and all of Hathaway Road. So it's okay. not it's it's the one ward in the city that I think Jack Splane said it earlier today isn't like defined by like any particular neighborhood like Ward 5's right. Buttonwood Park and Ward 6 is the south end. Right. It's right, sort right. of it's not all, it's not all that contiguous. It, it almost seems like it's cut up of like leftover neighborhoods in the ward, you know, that kind of, you know, that, go yeah. up like that. So. Well, I, I was just, I, because I, I get confused for some reason. So, like, I'm really into politics, and for some reason, I always get confused on the woods. Yeah. I was just going to, I was just going to say, because I wish he was mine, because I just thought, like, you made a comment how it struck you as, like, genuine. I'm telling you right now, like, I'm pretty good at reading people, and just, I don't know, you can just see when you can feel something about somebody, and I'm telling you right now, she seems like a genuine, uh, uh, heartwarming, honest person right yeah. there. Yeah, no. I mean, I, if I was in War Three, I, I didn't even met her, and just by the sound of her, she would all she would already be probably like I would already be favoring her just yeah. by hearing her talk about the issues and just how she sounds. I mean, she's spot on with her issues, and she just seems like a really good, down to earth person. Yeah, and she's made that a uh, you know she's obviously made that impression on people before because she has won a couple of Ward Three City Council races previously. So I think your intuition is is probably correct. Yeah, I mean, she. I mean, she was great. I just wanted to call in and just ask that question and just tell people out there, 
you know, you know, I live in New Bedford. You know, I I got a house near the beach here at the very, the very, very end of the south near the port. And uh, sure. you know, I mean, if I could vote for her, I would. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. So, um, yeah, no, I think that intuition's correct. She she does, uh, like I said, just based on the off-air and on-air conversation, seems very nice and genuine. And, you know, she has made that impression on the voters previously, having been elected before. So, again, I think a really great slate of candidates. Um, you know, so Spillane uh, had to call him today. He was, he was talking about, um, you know, uh, Jake Ventura's residency, uh, the questions about his residency and all of that. You know, I think he makes good points. I just, you know, I'm not sure... I don't know if it, I don't know if it, um, I don't know if it's ever been an effect. Like, I don't know how much the, and I guess the voters will decide. I, I just never, like, I never seen it as an effective campaigning against tactic. I think carpetbaggers, even if they are quote unquote carpetbaggers, let's just say people who may move into a city close to an election and see an opportunity to lead and want to take it. Never seen it as, um. I, I just, I haven't seen it work. Like, I, I think it's, you know, legitimate criticism. I haven't seen it work. Uh, and, you know, I think Jake's got a pretty good set of qualifications. Um, his profile's on WBSM.com. Again, Robert Cabral's profile just uh, posted um, uh, a, a few minutes ago, and I'll have a couple more posted by the end of the week so you can look at all their other uh uh, qualifications. I, you know, I remember I've talked about this. I was involved in Hugh Dunn's campaign in 2017. That's an issue they tried to bring up against him that he was a quote unquote carpetbagger. Um, he, the thing is, it really was a coincidence that he moved into the. I'll tell you the story. I can tell you the story because, um, uh, it's he. So with Dunn, and he's. He's, you know, he's, he's left anyway. He's resigned. He's no longer the counselor, but, um, he moved in to the ward, I think like 10 or so days before Henry resigned. He believed he was in ward two. He texted Steve Martins, who was the ward two city counselor at the time and jokingly said, Hey, I'm actually, he goes, Hey, I'm running against you. I'm in ward two. Right. Just jokingly. And Steve said, uh, no, you're in ward three actually. And Henry's resigning. Um, in a few days. And so he knew Henry, you he knew all those city councilors because of his work as a district rep with Keating. So he texted Henry he said, Hey, you're, you know, or he contacted Henry he said, Hey, you're leaving. Uh, I want to, uh, you know, I, I think this is, you know, I, I think I, I'd be good for the job and all of that. And Henry said, yeah, absolutely. I'll support you. And Henry supported him pretty strongly. I know George Smith did at the time, uh, as well, support Hugh very strongly. Um, but that was an issue that was brought up uh, during the during those campaigns. I think by a few candidates in the race, they had said, "Oh, he doesn't. You know, he's not from here. Uh, you know, he just moved to the ward recently, and he won those races pretty strongly." And I think it was a you know, I think that was a competitive field back then. It's a competitive field now. Based on there's some really good candidates in there, but that was a competitive field back then. You had. Uh, Kathy Daner, she ran, who was just on. You had um, Mark Zajac, who was a city council before. Jill Usak, who was a school committee member. Uh, you had um, Guy LaRock, who was a trial attorney. Uh, Beth Photo, who was fairly new to new to politics, but ended up getting strong organizational support uh, from the Coalition for Social Justice. And she was, uh, I think, later that year or the year after, named Standard Times Woman of the Year. Right, So um, it was actually... If I'm missing anybody, I'm sorry, but 
but I think I covered everybody. But it was actually a pretty competitive field uh, of candidates back then. And, you know, I just, I think, I was listening today. Jack's, Jack's my friend. I like Jack, and I appreciate his coverage. And I do appreciate the mentions in his column. I think the the other thing I think I didn't really agree with was, you know, Hugh ran unopposed even after he got the OUI charge, right? And Jack says it's because it's a, you know, because it was a quote unquote sleepy ward, right? I don't agree with that because we're all in agreement that there's a good field of candidates out there. There's a really qualified good field of candidates in this race that uh, are running former counselors, policy experts, right? Business owners, right? Educators. So it's not that sleepy if there's an open race and there's really good candidates running, right? It's not, I don't think it's that sleepy. I think it's just because he did a good job. I think it's because he did a good job. He went door to door after to get signatures and seemed like, you know, he got, got more than enough signatures to get on the ballot. If it were really that much of an issue, I think it would have been, it would have been, a, it would have been a, a struggle. So I don't know. I We'll see how that becomes. I, we'll see. I, I We'll see if that, issue of Ventura's residency becomes a problem uh, in this race. We'll see if the candidates make an issue with this race. I just, from experience, what I've seen, I don't think it's going to be, I think voters just want somebody who's qualified and can do the job. I don't know if residency is in their minds. Now, I think maybe they might say, well, hey, I want somebody who's been in my community a long time who understands it better and all of that. And I, I agree, but there's also a policy. There's also a, uh, I think a, an important qualification for a city councilor is having a grasp on policy and having experience. No, I think Kathy Daner has that. She was a city councilor before. And I think the rest of the councilors in the race have that, but I think the voters are going to say, and there's going to be very few voters in this race, uh, that are going to decide the ward three city council. Right. But, I think why everybody in the city and everybody listening uh, in the South Coast uh, should take an active, um, should be should be actively looking at this race is because this one city councilor from Ward 3 is going to vote on issues throughout the city, right? We talked about the Mike Cassidy thing that Councilor Dunn worked on. That was an issue that impacts, obviously, everybody in the city and everybody outside of the city that works as a as a public sec- sector employee in in police and fire and et cetera. Right. I think that was a very worthwhile and noble cause to help Sergeant Cass. And I do hope that home rule petition does pass on Beacon Hill. I really do, because I think it's a worthwhile and noble cause to get Sergeant Cassidy's family the line of duty death benefits that they deserve for his service. That's what people want in the city. So there's going, that one city councilor is going to be enormously consequential, not just for New Bedford, not just for all of New Bedford, being one of 11 people who vote on city issues for over a hundred thousand people and vote on a ballot, uh, on a, on a, uh, on a budget of 450 million, but it's an issue for everybody in the South coast because development in New Bedford impacts this entire region impacts all of southeastern massachusetts new bedford is very much the population economic hub of this region so i think that's why everybody around should be should pay an active role uh play an active be actively paying attention to this race and if you want to get involved uh with these candidates you certainly can uh and we're trying to get you all the information on them that we can 
So 508-996-0500. I'm going to take a break, and we'll be right back. 1420 WBSM, New Bedford's News Talk Station. Hey, it's Dana. You never know who will call in the South Coast tonight. But they want to hear from you most of all. Call 508-996-0500. Or use the WBSM app to send an app, chat, text message, or leave voicemail. Hey, welcome back to the... Welcome back to the show. I'm Marcus. 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program this evening. Again, had Kathy Daner on earlier uh, in the program um, at the 7 o'clock hour to introduce herself to the audience who might may not know her and to talk about her campaign for city council. I like the candidates that I've had on so far. I think they all bring their uh, unique qualifications to the race. Um, I think every, you know, from policy experience to previous municipal government experience, small business experience. So I think the voters will have a really good opportunity um, to pick a good successor uh, to Councillor Dunn um, in January and February. Now, the dates are the signature papers, by the way, are due tomorrow, December 6th. Uh, I think I did get a press release from uh, sent to me from Ventura's campaign saying that uh, they are they qualified for the ballot. Uh, they've qualified for the ballot. Uh, there is a I bel- I'm sure the other candidates will have qualified for the ballot uh, as well. I haven't gotten I don't think I've gotten any official press releases. I just got one from uh, Mr. Ventura who sent it to us. And I think the newsroom. <laughs> so. 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program. Again, I think it's an important race for everybody in the area to pay attention to. Uh, and, um, you know, we'll take your calls and questions on it throughout the program. I do want to move on to some some other stuff in the second hour. South Coast Rail, uh, some important developments on South Coast Rail that are happening uh, that just happened today. And we'll definitely talk about that a little bit uh, in the eight o'clock hour. The Royals came to the Royal family came to Boston. Um, and I think a lot of people were interested in that and what they were doing. Um, so, and the president came to Boston as well. So, uh, and that had the president's visit had some pretty big uh, national implications, at least for the Georgia Senate race, which we'll definitely talk about. Uh, in the program as well. So stay tuned for that. I'm taking your calls. I'm also taking your app chat messages on the WBSM app. If you want to send me one, 508-996-0500 is how you can get on. We're going to take another break and then uh, to fit, and then we'll finish out the hour here. Living out the end of the first hour, there's some uh, stuff I want to talk about. There's the Georgia Senate runoff. Massachusetts, I think, is playing a big role in that race. And we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, the runoff is uh, tomorrow. There's um, the Royals visit to Boston. There is, we can still talk about Ward 3 if you want to, but 508-996-0500, that's how you can get on. And we'll get a, um, we can also take your messages on the WBSM app chat. So um, thanks for, well, so thanks for joining me this hour. Please stay tuned next hour and give me a call. I'll be here until uh, until 10 o'clock. So again, South Coast Rail, Royals with the Boston, Georgia Senate runoff, and Massachusetts's role in that. Um, and anything you want to talk about, you can give me a call at 508-996-0500. That's how you can get on the program. And we'll also take your messages on the WBSM app. So 
uh, that's pretty much that. So I'll see you in the 8 o'clock hour.